Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. touchdowns and that's the difference in this it game right now so here we go eight seconds left Colorado State has to get a touchdown Hill this will be the final snap toward Williams Got it. He, caught it. he caught it touchdown Colorado State wow. they win it unbelievable there are no flags Do you believe that? We're going to throw it to the best player on the field and let him make a play. Third touchdown for Preston Williams and Colorado State has shocked number 14 Utah State on the last snap of the game. Matt Wells hasn't moved. That's a tough one to swallow. Wow. There is a flag down now. I think that's a celebration flag. They have to line up to kick the extra point. You're not going to kick it if you're Colorado State. Illegal touching, number 11, offense, number 11, stepped out of bounds on his own and was first to come back in bounds to catch the pass. That is a loss of down. By rule, the game is over. Wow. Utah State has won. 
We didn't even see a flag. Usually they'll throw a hat or, or something down, down around the sideline by CSU sideline. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. And man, that 2018 Utah State game was every bit as painful for CSU fans as I remember it being. Wow, that was just such a gut punch. I, I, I completely forgot how long how long it took to sort that whole mess out at the end of the game with Preston Williams. CSU runs onto the field. They think they won. They think they've completed the Hail Mary. Teams are celebrating. Colin Hill's walking up the field, flexing to his teammates. The Everybody from the sidelines storm. People are dancing. And then you see a little yellow flag come out. And even Drew Goodman and Seth Bonner, the announcers of the game, they feel like it's a celebration penalty. Nobody... Nobody in that stadium expected it to be an illegal touching call. Nobody saw it happen. I mean, when you look at the replay, you can clearly see that Preston Williams steps out of bounds. It did happen. It was the right call. I think you can make a little bit of an argument that the DB changed his the pow, the <laughs> the path of his route. He was pushed out a little bit. I'm not sure it was so much that it actually you know, caused him to drift out of bounds, but you can you could at least make that argument. It's close enough where you could tell. But man, I'm I'm not sure there's ever been such a disappointing ending. That was fifty times more disappointing than the CSU Toledo loss was. One, I think, just given how good Toledo's offense was going into the game without Colin Hill, I think it was one where a lot of Ram fans realistically knew that that was a game where CSU could struggle. Not that anyone expected CSU to compete against number 14 Utah State, especially with how bad the Rams played last year, just pretty much all season leading up to that game. But to just have it be close and to play so hard and to really dominate, to, to dominate like CSU did in that game and still lose is just, I mean, I guess if you're a Bobo critic, I think that's a that's a game you could certainly point to because... CSU, they really, I mean, they had, they absolutely dominated time of possession, 42 minutes, 5 seconds, compared to Utah State's 17 minutes, 55 seconds. The Aggies only had one offensive touchdown. Two of their scores came on pick sixes. They were only 4 of 11 on third down, 310 total yards. CSU had 506. The Rams had significantly more passing yards. They had a decent advantage in the run game 199 compared to 141 but they had four more penalties than Utah State did and they had one more turnover in the end those turnovers were kind of what killed CSU I mean you give them two defensive touchdowns in the game and that pretty much offsets all of the great work you did otherwise and as CSU found out man those those little those one little play you know can be what comes back to kill you. And that's that's really just been how it's been, I think, in the Mike Bobo era. It's just so many games that have slipped through CSU's fingertips. I mean, you had a chance to really just get a phenomenal upset against a really talented team at home, salvage the year with at least one just... You have the Arkansas game, so it wasn't like there weren't any feel-good moments, but just salvage the 2018 season with a feel-good moment at the end because by that point it had been a few months since the Arkansas upset. You'd had to 
watch quite a bit of bad football, quite a bit of heartbreak in between. I just, wow. Like the more I go back and, and watch that game, the, the more crazy it seems to me in the booth. I mean, I was in sheer disbelief when Preston Williams caught the ball in the first place. It's one of the few times I can remember being in Fort Collins and having just like everyone in the press row stand up and be like, holy explicitive. I can't believe that just happened. It's, a working press box so normally pretty mellow but I mean it had been such a long year I think everyone was just excited to see something happen and then in typical CSU fashion it it got taken away the Rams lose the game and they go on to lose to Air Force the following week on Thanksgiving Day so not only do you get do you have the upset overturned you have this moment this gut punch moment you then conclude the season with a holiday loss to your rival on the road. Just just a brutal way to end the 2018 season. But the reason that I brought up this game is not because I wanted to make everybody relive their misery, although I'm sure listening to that Drew Goodman audio has everybody feeling a little bit bummed again. But the reason I wanted to bring up this game is actually... I, I feel like this is the best defensive performance of the John Jancic era at Colorado State. It's not a game that CSU won. It's the one game in which the Rams allowed uh, less than 150 rush yards and still lost since he took over as defensive coordinator last year. But it, it truly was a phenomenal game from CSU overall. Held Jordan Love, best one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year probably the best quarterback in the league this year 15 to 24 169 yards did have one touchdown but really just did a great job of limiting them they were able to stop utah state on third down consistently keep them off the field the the defensive line had good pressure they got to the quarterback consistently and it was just a good game you stopped the run you stopped on third down it it looked like a stout defense and that's really i mean not the only time you can say that i know they dominated Western Illinois this year, and you can look to those victories over San Jose State and New Mexico, but San Jose State, actually, their offense was really good in that game last year. For a second, it kind of looked like CSU was going to lose, but yeah, the Rams, if they're going to have any chance this weekend against Utah State, they're going to need a similar defensive outing, and, and maybe some way like that'll be in the cards, or as it currently stands, they're calling for really crappy weather, weather in the 40s. Uh, 70 80 percent chance of rain so it's looking like it could be cold and wet i mean utah state is always one of the one of the tougher places to play one of the things we talked about on the podcast with andre yesterday on the live edition which was a lot of fun shout out to everybody that watched live or watched later on the video a little bit weird for me to be on video while recording not used to it but it was definitely a cool experience cool to be down in our renovated offices which looks sweet with the new dnvr backdrops but yeah you know like like i said on the podcast sorry kind of went on attention there but like i said on the the podcast yesterday utah state's a tough place to play just given how close the stands are to the field when you're when you're down there it really feels compact there's i mean it's got to be like less than 10 feet from the stands to the field and you can just feel everyone breathing over your back and they're loud and they're intense and they usually show up pretty well for Utah State, particularly when they're doing well. So 
the weather might, you know, deter a few folks from showing up, but overall it should be a pretty good home atmosphere for Utah State. Maybe the weather slows it down a little bit. If you're CSU, you can only hope. You just kind of got to hope that it's another weird game like that 2018 one where it was snowing and in the middle of the daytime and there there just weren't a lot of people there. Mike Bobo's wearing a t-shirt on the sideline in the middle of the snow. It was really cold that day. I, I don't know if it was like a Bobo trying to be tough for his players or like symbolic type deal. I really, to this day, I don't, I don't know what it was happening because I've seen Bobo wear a hoodie in August or September before. So to come out and wear a t-shirt in that game, I feel like it was some weird type of power symbol or something. I don't know, just to show resilience, whatever you want to do. It's kind of like when the linemen don't wear long sleeves in the game. You just want to look tough, look tough for your team. But one of the weirdest games that I can ever remember, if you if you can remember a game weirder other than maybe like the Boise State game, point it out. That'd be a good poll question. You know, what is the weirdest CSU football game that you can remember? Because that, that 2018 Utah State game, definitely going to be up there. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breck recently collaborated with Colorado's own Talbot Cider Company to create an apple blonde ale that tastes like late summer in a glass. Brewed with 49% unprocessed apple cider from the fabled Palisade Grand Valley produce region, Colorado Core has the crisp tart taste of apples with a clean bone dry finish. Crafted to reduce gluten-free so you won't feel guilty for reaching for a round or two, this crowd pleaser will be popular at your barbecue, family functions, whatever you're doing. Check it out at your local liquor store or visit Breckenridge Brewery and taste their delicious new creation, Colorado Core. Welcome back to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. We are going to keep things a little bit shorter today. We went a little long yesterday, closer to 40 minutes. Going to be about half that today. Just for your sake, I think we'll keep things fresh. Still have some final things we'll want to talk about on Friday and before the games or whether you listen to that on Friday or Saturday, I guess that's up to you, but our football Friday podcast where we go over every important game of the mountain West. This is certainly a big one for CSU. Can't really, can't really afford a loss at this point, but as we all know, the Aggies are one of the best teams in the league. This is going to be an extremely difficult matchup for the Rams. I believe the spread is 24 and a half points. I'm not sure it's going to be quite that big of a blowout. I think I'd be a little bit surprised just given the weather and some of the stuff we talked about. Plus, for some reason, CSU just always plays Utah State well. No matter which team is really good, it seems like it's a matchup where both teams just always play each other well. I think they know each other pretty well. Uh, Bobo mentioned that he's pretty familiar with Gary Anderson. That's somebody that he consulted with before he actually took the CSU position way back in 2015. So these guys know each other well. They they have a history, and they're familiar with each other. So we'll be we'll be curious to see how it plays out. Uh, I wanted to end the podcast just real quick by thanking everyone. I hadn't really had a chance to address the rebrand a whole lot since since it happened. We obviously went from BSN to DNVR. Seems like everybody loves what we're doing. 
I definitely am just really thankful for how supportive the CSU community has always been to me. Starting, you know, at the Collegian a couple years ago from when I went to Independent. And now that I have a home with, you know, DNVR and all these amazing creative people, it's just been really overwhelming to to hear how supportive all of you guys have been. I see the tweets, you know, when you guys send us stuff, you know, great job, we love what you're doing. Try to respond to as many of those as possible. If if not respond at the very minimum, favorite it. But I do want you guys to know that I, I do notice those things and it, it means a lot to me. And yeah, I just want to thank you guys for always having my back. I will certainly always have the back of the Colorado State fans trying to be a man of the people. I am here for you. I want to create content that as a sports fan, I would be interested in. And and that's what I try to do. I just, I try to bring you guys the most interesting stories that I can. I know it's been a rough start to this season. Certainly nobody wanted to follow a one in three team. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it gets hard to write about when they start losing. It gets hard to watch when they start losing. So, I mean, fans and media, we're all in this together at this point. We all want to see this team turn things around and you know, it's a long season. There's still eight games left. A lot can change. You still have a lot of talent at the skill position. You still have a ton of a ton of room to improve on defense. I mean, at this point, if you want to look at it from the optimist angle, the only way to go is up because it can't get a whole lot worse than giving up 436 yards on the ground. So, <laughs> I mean, if it does get worse than that, I I wouldn't even. I don't even know what I would say at that point. If you if if they give up more than 436 yards on the ground this weekend, uh, I may just have to. Who knows? I don't. I was gonna say retire, but I don't want to do it in case it actually happens. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. They're not gonna give up that many yards on the ground again. They might give up a lot, but I don't think they're gonna give up quite 436. Anyways, we will we will have plenty of talk to talk about leading into the game. I'll have a couple articles that come out for subscribers previewing this game why it's such a difficult matchup for the Rams. Uh, the biggest key is definitely going to be slowing down Jordan Love. They did pretty good against him last year, but you're going to have to do it again. He's the most experienced quarterback in the Mountain West, has a great arm. He runs that offense like a pro, does a really good job of just converting on third down, taking what the defense gives, isn't going to try and force things. He knows he doesn't have to because they have the talent all around him to get it done. And even if they can't score every drive, that defense under Anderson's pretty dang stout. They know they're not going to have to put up 40 points a game. So it's just a nice position. It's, I think, one where CSU's offense is probably looking at it, and they're probably pretty jealous because one of the things that stood out to me about that Toledo game when I asked Patrick O'Brien after the game, I was like, how frustrating is it you know, to have a 74-yard rushing touchdown from Marvin Kinsey and then just immediately give it back up? And you could just tell, you know, he bit his tongue a little bit. He, You could tell that was one that stung that play. It stood out to him. But it is. it's it is Like, he, he didn't throw his teammates under the bus. You know, he, he said all the right things. They're a team. They win together. They lose together. Yada, yada, yada. All the typical coach quarterback speak that you would expect. But this is an offense that they know. They know how bad the defense has been this year. And that's not a good position to be in because you don't want to be in a point where two, three weeks from now, if this keeps up, you don't want to have a team that's divided where you're pointing fingers. And at this point, if you're pointing fingers, it's, it's pretty easy to do. They're pointed directly at the defense. So can the defense step up at Utah state? We will see going to be a rainy cold day. Yeah, that that's about it. That's all we have today. If you listened yesterday, we actually, I closed the podcast out with 
a song called Cuff Khakis. That is by a local artist, Joey Simmons, produced by Tim Costello, a couple of CSU students, a couple of good friends of mine. So always want to support local music. Check them out. As always, check out all the work we have going on at DNVR Rams. We will be back with more content all weekend. I'll be on the ground in Logan uh, providing you content from the game. So make sure you're keeping up with us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rams. Word. Have a great night, y'all. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly, primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like not.